0: I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome, everyone. Brian Roberts, Rising Dread on Twitter here for a Believe in NFL Draft Prospects spotlight interview. I'm Mr. Dion Novel, who is a defensive tackle. From North Texas, a really impressive football player last year was honorable mention All Conference USA. 61 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. Really impressive football player. I was excited to get him on the show. So, Dion, inviting you in, man, to say hi to the folks and appreciate you again taking some time today.
1: Oh man, honestly, the pleasure is all mine. I'm thank you for doing this. This is something I always watch you guys. I always keep keeping track of the NFL Draft Bible. So. I'm just glad that I could be a part of that list.
0: Absolutely, man. Most definitely. We're, uh, we're all excited about you. Kind of, you know, took it a, take a look at the uh, film from last year. And I know you guys have some really nice players on the defense that I'm excited about. And then every time I watch, man, 97 is just all over the place. And I kind of went into your background a little bit. I saw Wiley T- uh, high school in Abilene, Texas. I saw that you were a little smaller back in the days. I know most recruiting profiles had you as a defensive end. So, Walk me through this, Dion, a little bit. The recruiting profile coming out of Wiley and why North Texas ultimately was the best landing spot for you.
1: All right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I was a lot smaller in high school. I think I was like 260, 270, and now I'm at 315. But, uh, yeah, so I got recruited to play play end. Uh, that was my one of my favorite positions to play. I like – I have a back uh, basketball background, so that really helped me to beat those um, offensive tackles. So I, I love playing end, and I played end a lot uh, during my time in North Texas. But they needed some guys to play nose, so I just took on the challenge. The coach thought that I, I'd be a good fit there. So coach obviously told me to put on some weight, and I did that, and now I'm playing D tackle. And I, yeah, North Texas, that was definitely a spot I needed to be. I feel like it was like a match made in heaven for me honestly. The coaches that were there, they they wanted to do what I do 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 the same thing that I wanted so it was just great.
0: Yeah, man. And I, I'm kind of looking and I know Wiley's kind of like pretty West Texas. So how far is North Texas from your hometown?
1: Uh, two and a half hours. Yeah, two and a half hours.
0: OK, not too bad then. Yeah, so I, I guess hours. most of your family was probably pretty excited when you were staying pretty close to home then, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, originally I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. So my mom, she actually got a she's a travel nurse. So she got a um, a job in Abilene, which is why we were there. So, I mean, after I graduated high school, she kind of went back to traveling again. So, she, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they were happy. I guess like Abilene was happy that I stayed pretty close. so They could catch a couple of games. But as far as family, they were just they just wanted me to be successful, successful no matter where I was.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I'm a – I'm sure another person that was very happy that you were staying there is Coach Luttrell because I'm a huge fan of him going back to his playing days in college. And I, I just love I, – I know even though you guys I know didn't have the win-loss record you had you wanted this past year, but, you know, two years ago I had a great year. I, I'm a huge fan of Coach Luttrell. So can you, can you kind of take me into just being a part of that program under Coach Luttrell and just how, how I'm thankful you guys are for the coaching staff that you guys have over there? Yeah, no,
1: I mean – Coach Latrell, he's a great guy. I mean, he's helped me throughout like my whole career there. So I, I really love Coach Latrell. He's a good, good guy. And I just recently I saw some of his film. He was, he was that dude. I never realized like how good he was in college. I know he won a, na- a national championship. So, but no, yeah, yeah. Coach Latrell is great.
0: Yeah, he was a he was a pretty decent football player. I know it's really weird, man, to, to think about you know coaches in their coach in their right. playing career. You know, it, was, you it know, wasn't even know. that long ago
1: either. That's the crazy part.
0: I know, I know, man. And I, Dion, just kind of looking at you now, man. I know you, you talked about the weight gain a little bit. I know the roster has you right around like three hundred fifteen pounds or so. You you mentioned that you play the nose position. Break break me down to this last season, though, man, because I know you played You know the previous two years. You had a lot of playing time, but this year, that breakout year, double-digit tackle for loss, 61 tackles. like Those are super impressive numbers, especially for the nose tackle position. So just kind of take me through your breakout year and why you think that you were able to be so successful this past season. I think it was really just a different type of mindset for me. I knew
1: that this would – like the team, like my sophomore year, we had a really good nose guard, and uh, he graduated. So I knew, like, this, like, in the past, like, my junior year, I needed to step up, turn it up a notch because I was the starter, and I didn't want to let my team down, and I didn't want to let the coaches down either. So I just did everything that that I can to put me in that right position, and I don't know, the rest just kind of fell into place.
0: And I, I, need the, I need the secrets here, Dion, because, you, you know, right, I mean, gaining about 50 plus pounds over a few years is a, is a mighty task, man. I know you guys have, you know, the best stuff when it comes to nutrition and and the weight staffs that are everything are there. The strength and conditioning, all that kind of stuff. What's the secret sauce for, for getting Dion Novo to be up to about 315 pounds? How are you able to put on that weight and maybe put it on in the right ways?
1: Yeah, no, uh, North Texas strength and conditioning stuff. That's the secret. I mean, they and the nutritionist too. I mean, they all helped me with the whole entire process. So, if, if it was I needed to come in extra to get an extra weight room session in, if I needed to, they made sure that I made all my meals. Uh, the nutritionist just, talk, just talk, kind of talked me through like what's the right stuff to put in in my body. And I just wanted to make sure that I still, would like make my runs and that's something that I was doing too. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And I'm kind of looking at your game, Dion, and I, I, I've i only seen the 2019 stuff. So I haven't been able to, to, you know, take a look at past tape to see the the improvement areas that have been vital to your success. So so can you just tell me a couple of things that maybe over the last couple of years, you think that have been the really important parts that you've improved on that have taken your game to this high level now? I think just
1: understanding offenses now a little bit better. Uh, my previous seasons, like, like my past two seasons uh, before my junior year, I was just kind of playing, you know, like I would just go to like where the, whatever the call told me to, to go. But my last season, I was really diagnosing where, where the play would go. I was looking at uh, offensive lineman tendencies, just stuff like that, just really homing in on the, in the film room. And that just allowed me to make some plays. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of paint the picture of Dion Noville on, on uh, on tape real quick for the listeners that haven't seen him big 97 in their odd man front. Not easy to find. I mean, not easy to miss Uh, playing over the center. He's a uh, plays true nose in their system. Big 6'4", 315. He does a great job getting his hands inside, gains extension. He moves laterally surprisingly well for a guy his size. So if you haven't seen Dion on film, definitely take a look. And, Dion, when I'm looking at your game, man, I, I'm, I'm going to take a guess, and it, it just seems like every defensive tackle I talk to now around your age just idolizes guys like Aaron Donald. Is there a few guys for you, maybe Donald, or maybe a couple other guys past, present that you really – watch a lot that you try to take a little bit of their game as well.
1: Yeah, no. Uh Fletcher Cox, he's a good one, but uh Nadomikin Sue, I think that's one of like the main ones that I really try to emulate. He he's power first. I mean, uh so is Chris Jones too. Chris Jones is more of like a finesse guy. But Geno Atkins I, I've seen some of like some of his highlights. I, I can see myself doing that too, but I don't know. Like it's just there's a lot of greats, a lot of people to look up to. But Aaron Donald is, of course, one of the GOATs. So All
0: Right. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than Donald. Yeah. I love that Geno Atkins mentioned though. You got that 97 to match right. him too. So I love that one, man. And now that we're kind of looking forward to the next season, I, I don't know if it's hit you yet, and that's kind of my question, is Going now into your senior season, has there been any moments this offseason where you're like, whoa, man, like, this is it, you know, this is the last ride type of thing? Honestly, not
1: yet. Like, it still doesn't feel real to me. Like, I just not real – like, I was talking to someone, they asked me when I graduate, and I said the fall, and that didn't really make sense until it came out of my mouth. Like, I'm really about to graduate after this year. But, yeah, I'm just taking it in stride, really. I mean, I don't want to just, like, sit back, like, and make it seem like I'm sad that I'm leaving or something like that. I just want to just appreciate, like, every day. I don't want to make it a big deal, you know.
0: Oh, no, no. I, I definitely get that. You definitely want to enjoy the moment yeah. and not take things for granted. That's 100%. And you mentioned kind of graduating after this year. Um, just a little background on you. Uh, what, what have you been studying and um, and how how have you been able to grow academically while at North Texas as well?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm an integrative studies major, which means um, you, could, you get to choose like three specifications. And my three specifications is business, kinesiology, and communications. And that's something that I really enjoy because I get to dabble in uh, those three specifications. And I feel like it's helped me grow up as far as like personality wise, as far as like giving me a better understanding on the real world. So, yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah, that's um, I'll tell you what, Dion, when I when I went to school originally, I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do for the longest time. So I ended up just graduating with an English degree, which is the worst thing you could possibly ever do in your life cuz so now I I went back to school a, a couple of years ago and now I'm you know working it out and all this type of stuff but it's uh it's definitely it sounds awesome man you have you have options which is the thing that you need right now yeah. you know whenever that football career ends to have those those options open that's absolutely wonderful and i need to ask man cuz like i asked a little bit about you know the the senior year thing hitting you a little bit but this off season obviously has been very odd yeah. i know like everyone else, I am remaining as hopeful as possible that we're going to have a full football season or at least a football season in general. What what has this offseason been like for you specifically? And have you been able to get back with the team yet or is that a plan in the near future? Oh, uh,
1: yeah, no. Oh, uh, we've been going at it for a while now. Uh, I want to say July, no, not July, June 8th.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, we've been going for a while. But uh, I'm sorry, what was your question? Oh just how you've been able to navigate the off season. I know it's yeah. been a little tough with just, you know, everything yeah. that happened with the pandemic, the riots, like it's just been a crazy off season overall. Yeah, no, it's been it's been insane, but I've been able to manage, you know,
1: luckily um we still work out with the D-Line group, just the D-Line like for us like they they manage it like uh by position. So luckily um we we still got our D-Line group and we just work out together and we get to do field work. It's a little different because uh, we have a coach change, like we we have a new coach. So that's the only thing that's different. But I think we're making strides and we're getting better. So I can't
0: complain. And I know when you're when you're kind of looking at your career a little bit, you know, I mentioned the, the individual accolades this past year, I happen to think that you're one of the Best defensive lineman in all of college football, and I think a lot of people are are going to find that out very soon here. And you've been a part of a North Texas team a couple years ago that had an outstanding year, so you've you've had some success both team wise individually. So the question is for for 2020, what's kind of the next step for you? What are some goals that you have team wise individually? What what do you want to accomplish? Team wise, I really would like
1: to see us win a conference championship. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Definitely a bowl bowl game to win a bowl game. That's our main goal each year. But I just know my freshman year we were we lost to FAU in the conference championship, and I just know after after that game, like I I've always wanted that each year. So I feel like we need that. And I honestly, like I don't really like say this much because I don't want to like put the attention on me, but. I, I would I would like to get first team all conference or yeah first team all conference uh, this year. That's my individual goal. That's something that I'm working for.
0: Awesome, awesome, and kind of the last question I have for you, Dion, is obviously I wanted to reach out for you because I do a lot of stuff in the NFL draft wise, and I, I think that you're a player that's going to have a very good opportunity to play at the next level. Um, you know, obviously, you know, there's some things to be sorted out with the season, hopefully, and everything, no, but I, I I think you definitely have the talent to do it. Yeah. So just kind of ending here, what I, what would that blessing be like? Without getting too in-depth in it, what would just the opportunity to hopefully play professional football mean for you?
1: Man, it'll be emotional, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, this is something that I've only dreamed of, you know, and to see it in fruition, I, I, I wouldn't know how to contain myself, honestly. It'd be incredible, honestly. I don't
0: know, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey man that that day hey, that you you said more than enough there and honestly if if it didn't if you weren't getting emotional about it that would uh that would say that maybe it's not something you love but i I can see it hear it just deep in your voice that you love this game and uh so Dion let, let's end it here man i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it up for you um any shout outs any any things that you want just want to leave the crowd with here anything at all yeah uh, you kind of have the last word here hey man just go me green. Those three were I mean green. Go mean green. I love it, man. That's a great way to end it. So again, here Dion Novell, defensive tackle from North Texas. Dion, appreciate it again, man. T- for taking the time today. Wishing you the best of luck. Want to see a full season? I want to see a mean green conference championship this year, man. Joining me now, I have Mr. Anthony Watts, who is a defensive tackle. Out of the University of Purdue, uh, Anthony's been a contributor over the last couple years. I'm really excited to get him on the show. He's been one of my pleasant surprises, uh film that I've been able to break down this offseason. So, Anthony, inviting you to the show, man. Again, appreciate you taking some time this morning to join me today, and uh, just excited to, to get into your story a little bit here.
2: Yes, sir. No problem. I enjoy you giving me the call.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, obviously, University of Purdue, I wanted to kind of take you back to coming out of Texas Jackie yates high school i saw your recruiting profile i saw you know you had several offers obviously to continue to play football on the division one level uh talk to me Anthony, about purdue what ultimately made them the best fit and and what why they were the the pick over several other schools that um had high interest in you as well
2: um first off coming out of high school especially playing high school football in texas is um very competitive and then with me um being from inner city Houston and the school I attended, it was just not as much attention coming to my school. So I had to always work twice as hard to get to the next level. So being with that being said, once the office started rolling in, I knew that I wanted to give myself the best competition and I wanted to go somewhere where I can build my own story. And I already was familiar with the big 10 conference and just the opportunity to play the best competition in the country and, Just going against the best it just motivated me to do something different because everybody from around where I was from was staying down south, you know, and nobody really was just going up to go play football. So I was like, this seems pretty cool. And then once I started doing more research on Purdue and their academics, it just seemed like the best fit for me to just isolate myself and make the best of what it was.
0: Absolutely. And I know when people talk about Texas high school football, man, I know it's a it's a religion down there. It's something serious. (laughs) I'm a Northeast guy, so I've never experienced it. Can you just kind of give me a glimpse a little bit into the crate? I don't even want to say craziness, just the intensity of playing football down in Texas,
2: man. I still to this day just still think about it and just the craziness of how it all goes and just the culture just within just Houston itself because with me going to um inner city school and just a predominantly black school, it was always just a community there with support and I remember a lot of times for homecoming we would have about three HBCU bands all in one stadium playing for us and it's just the crazy, the excitement, the noise, just the culture, the bands. It's just that was just the best time to play football. It was just that era, it was just crazy, man. It was it was real fun, I think.
0: And Anthony, I, I need to ask you, man, because obviously uh, you know, Texas weather is a little more forgiving than up in Purdue. So how long did it take you to get used to maybe some snow and all that different colder climate type of thing?
2: I'm still not used to it because personally <laughs> I love playing in the heat. I love sweating. I love I love not wearing a shirt under my my past I just love you know just the heat and just everything that come with the way I was taught to play football so just coming to a new environment where I'm in the snow and then I had them days where I try to be tough you know not wearing no long sleeves not wearing no tights and you know it kind of bites you back (laughs) but it's no I'm something I'm not used to but the cold is is something different Uh, it's hard it's real tough it is
0: yeah, and I, I love talking to defensive linemen in the Big Ten, man, because the Big Ten does it right. You know, not many spread offenses in the Big Ten outside of, like, the Ohio States of the world. You guys get down and dirty in the trenches, man, and you being a guy that is defending the run a lot. I, I mean, one thing that really popped out to me, though, is, you know, at 6'4", 300 pounds, I thought you were a really nice athlete for the position, but just talk to me a little bit about playing in the Big Ten, against this, the physicality, great offensive line play, and just kind of getting down and dirty in those trenches a little bit?
2: It definitely challenges you to get better, I think, because at the end of the day, um, I respect all the offensive lines I go to, because, I mean, go against, because they they be big and they be talented, and it be some guys that's just as athletic as you are. And it's like, if you're not coming with your best game, then – they still gonna be coming with their best game, but it's it's a fight, and you gotta in the Big Ten, you honestly that rule you gotta earn the pass rush. It remains because if if you can't stop the run, then they gonna keep running the ball against you. So it just mm-hmm. teaches you to become a different physical type of athlete, and just starting to use different techniques, and just learning just how to play the run in different type of ways. And in my opinion, I really love playing the run. Like that's the funnest thing ever to me to play the run. Like I love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know just looking at your bio, for people that aren't too familiar with you, it's it's not hard to see you. Number eight on the defensive line, I love it. I love those single digits on the defensive line. But Anthony's had seven tackles for loss this past year, 35 tackles, a pair of sacks, three and a half tackles for loss, 42 tackles in 2018. So he's been a very productive player for Purdue. And Anthony, I know, I know you now you're going into your senior year. I know it's been an odd off season. You told me that you guys have been getting after it, though, before we started recording. So when, when did you guys get back together and just how excited are you? Because I know some people are very negative about the potential for being college football, but I'm one of those guys, man. I need some football in the fall. So how, how has it been kind of just being with the team, getting in that groove and then getting ready for that final year on campus here?
2: I mean, the process has been really great. It's been giving me some anxiety because, you know, this is my last season. And, you know, for your senior year, you don't want no tweaks to your senior year. You want to be a perfect senior year. You want to play every game. You want to experience every moment because this is your last time playing college football. But for me, i just been trying to do less complaining about the situation and just appreciating what i am still been able to do, like still be away on my teammates, still being able to work out, and just embracing the whole process no matter in which form it comes. So I've been just embracing my teammates. We've been growing our brotherhood and just been making the best of whatever going our way and then just waiting for the news that's going to come because, in my opinion, at some point we're going to have to touch the field. And I can't spend time complaining about it because when it's time to step on the field, no matter what's been going on, I must be ready. So i just been tackling every day with just a positive mindset, honestly.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty easy to see when you pop on the film because I don't know, man, again, if it's that single digit or not, but, you know, listed at 300 pounds at 6'4", you carry that weight so well. If you would have told me you were 280 pounds, I would have believed you. You're a really nice-looking athlete, uh, well-proportioned, everything looks great. T- talk to me about the development over the last few years, man. That could be from a, a physical perspective in the weight room, with the coaches. What have you kind of seen as your some of your biggest improvements during your time at Purdue?
2: Honestly, it was something that I took on as a personal goal because I um, like to model myself after certain players, such as you know Sheldon Richardson, Aaron Donald, um, who else? Um, Dude for the Falcons. Uh, Oh my God, he's a dog. Yeah, Grady Jarrett. Oh my God, he's a dog. He's a beast. And it's like. I knew how the way I've been playing. Like, I'm not just no, you know, big, slow, just, you know, and I respect the type of defense alignment that stays stout, but it's like, I just be like to bring in my own sauce and flavor. And it's like, I feel like everything is a persona. Everything that I do got to be what I want to do. I want to be, I always try to separate myself from everybody. So it's like, if I'm going to play this game and have fun with it, I might as well, you know, try to throw in what I think will work best for me and what I think will best represent the way I think about football. So when it just came to my body, I just, off the field, I just changed my diet. And then I started seeing just changes immediately. Like, my body adjusts real fast. And then I was also just gaining weight at the same time, too. And then before I know it, I'm stepping on a scale weighing 300 pounds. And then it was a point in the season where I was weighing 305, 306. And most coaches were telling me, like, slow down. You know, you don't want to lose some of your speed. But as I was gaining this weight, I felt like I was still becoming quicker and faster. So it's just it's a blessing to be able to have this much weight and still be able to control it. And it's always been something that my pop stressed on me just at first, not many know that I was a basketball player at first. So with the footwork and the agility, some movements are just natural movements for me. So it, it's really fun just, you know, because I don't be seeing it like that because people see me as, you know, you're a big kid, but I be feeling small sometimes still, but, <laughs> I, you know.
0: Yeah, and I, I know, I mean, it's it's so impressive to watch the film on Purdue because you guys have some some dogs on that defensive line. You know, I know Lorenzo obviously, you know, is coming back uh, the majority of the season. But George Karlofflis, uh, I'm probably pronouncing that last name terribly, but he is an absolute monster defensive end, you on the inside. Talk to me, man, about that defensive line and that brotherhood you guys got going because you have, I mean, there's some legit NFL talent all over that defensive line.
2: Yeah, it's crazy though. It's just I I wish I can just yeah I just had an inside look on the other players that's about to get involved, and it's like the culture that I've been just implementing inside the defensive line this summer is is, is about to be a few groups of dogs coming in and out the game. So it's like we didn't develop this mindset that we're gonna be the swaggiest, the nastiest, and the flies D line on the on the field every time. So it's just a mindset for us and that's why you're trying to install in my d line everything is a mindset how do you want to be looked at how do you want to be seen as what is your personality characteristics all that type of stuff matter when you step on the field because people are watching so just being next to George is like that's my little energy booster because me I like turning up I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't play the game quiet I, I'm a, I, I talk I talk my stuff and I and I'm gonna play I'm gonna play my hardest and, and it's like just being able to started into the other defense alignment mindset, just seeing how they're embracing it, it's a scary sight. So I'm really interested to see how a lot of other players are about to emerge this upcoming season, actually.
0: Yeah, man, and I, I can tell you right now, just listening to some of your answers, man, I, I can see that you're that hype guy on game day, man. Take me into a game day atmosphere here. I know Anthony Watts is, is ready to turn everybody up and is probably hooting and hollering a little bit. Am I right?
2: Yes, sir. Game
0: day, I got a routine. Every day I wake up
2: at about, you know, 7 a.m. and I take a um uh, <laughs> I actually got this from my former teammate um Marcus Bailey who was with the Cincinnati Bengals but I take a cold shower <laughs> I take a cold shower and blast music as loud as it can it it just from that point on as soon as I wake up it's up there as I like it's up there as soon as I wake up it's up there Music in my ears, music in the locker room, everything up there. And then the coaches be like, you need to calm down. You need to calm down before you lose your energy. And it's just, I don't, though. That's just me. It always has been me. I'm not going to always be this way because I got energy to give. So it's like throughout that whole day, it's just music in my ear, jamming, going around my teammates, getting them turned up, getting everybody woken up. And then you had mentioned how do I adjust in the snow. One thing my defense coordinator used to hate, it be, it'll be freezing outside. Um, I walk out there with no shirt on, <laughs> 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 or, or, or or a short sleeve shirt. Even when we get off the bus, I never have a jacket on because it's like it's just the mindset. So I'm always turned. I'm always lit before the game starts, and I'm lit when the game ends, and I'm lit doing the game.
0: I love it, man. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I it's it's not quite as cold as where you are, but I I played football over here in New Jersey high school, and then played a little bit in college. And I'll tell you. Our thing in high school was no sleeves, no defensive lineman, no offensive linemen. You weren't allowed to wear sleeves. So I, I totally get that, man, trying to acclimate it to the weather and everything. And I'm just so excited, man, because you are you're just a radiant personality. This is this is such a fun interview so far. And I know we're moving now into the final year. You talked about that a little bit, you know, it being your senior year. It, has there been any surreal moments so far? Kind of just knowing that, like, hey man, this is this is it. You know, this is the final act in the, in the uh, story of Anthony Watts, the Purdue football player. I mean, every day it's just
2: man. It's just it like sometimes I don't I don't let it just be that narrative, and I let it be like, man, like I'm really trying to make history this year, not just by myself, but I'm really trying to make history with my team, and a lot of big plans this year, and um, just going into this season. It's just um, a level of me being just hard on myself and me knowing what I expect to get out of this game. So it's like every day is a working day. Um, No day is a day where I cannot afford to not get better because at the end of the day, I feel like that I'm not in a position where I want to be in because I feel like as long as, unless my name is being talked about being the number one overall pick and even still then, there's always more work for me to be done. So it's like with that being said, it's just, I haven't just really had time to just relax and just 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 get caught up in the moment. It's just everything has just been grind because I always feel like I need to be better. And I feel like I can be better and I know that I will be better. So it's just trying to get it every day.
0: Yeah, and for for the offseason specifically, Anthony, is, is there something that in your game you really wanted to focus on most? What was it kind of just a sharpening every tool in the in the tool shed or was there something that you really wanted to in order to take that game to the next level, you really wanted to improve a little bit.
2: Mm -hmm, I definitely did. Um, So part of my offseason, I actually just got back to Purdue about three to four weeks ago. Um, I um, spent a lot of time in Houston um, and just being from Houston and not nothing against Indiana. Being in Houston is just so, I just felt like, okay, this is my senior year and I wanted to be in Rocky mode. Let me take it back to the, the grassroots. Let me take it back to where everything started. So, I um, took moments where I went and just ran hills and worked out with my trainers that was training me in high school. And then I also um, got came in contact with also just different type of trainers that was, you know, at the top of their game. And um, I did a lot of work with um, Jay Jeremy Hills. Um, I did a lot of work. Um, I got work with Brandon Jordan. And it's just perfecting my craft. And then um, another dude I got work with was a speed guru, <laughs> Derek Balak. He played for the Chiefs, I believe. Um, One thing that we took real serious this um offseason was getting my knee lift up and just changing my running form. And that was the biggest blessing to me, I would say, this offseason in my hip mobility, because I feel like when it came to the run game, I was exceptional. But the past game, I feel like I always can do more work. And then one thing he pointed out was that my hips are so tight. So I took real just just real time into getting my hips right. And right now, the way I'm feeling, man, I feel like a wide receiver when I run. I ain't going to even lie to you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it, man. And the one thing that I really love, Anthony, is a lot of people will just look at the, the records and they'll just, you know, come to assumptions. But I'm looking at the Purdue schedule from last year and you guys, you know, the four and eight record. But when you really look at it, there were four games where you guys lost within a score, you know, and it's just, and football is a game of inches. Football is a game of momentum. A couple plays here and there we're talking ball game We're talking potentially, you know, contending for the big 10. Like who knows at that point, have you guys been able to use a little bit of that momentum because some people create those false narratives and maybe put a chip on your shoulder a little bit, but in all honesty, I don't think the team was too far last year away from, from taking it up that next level and, and, being in contention to a degree. You know what I mean?
2: Yes, sir. Definitely. And just um the, the, the emphasis on last year, entering the season, was the goal was to, you know, compete to win a Big Ten championship. But we were hit with so many injuries, so many. Like, if you go look at our injury report, we were hit with just the – we were on our fourth-string quarterback. So it was just like we lost Marcus. We didn't have Lorenzo. And then at that point, you got your defensive lineman playing 80 snaps to a game. And it's just like – Things took a decline, but it was also a blessing because we were able to see what young players were gonna be able to help us next year because we really had a whole team of just underclassmen playing and we only we're returning ten starters, I believe. We only lost one starter on defense. So to to know the potential we had and to still get them games in with all them young players is 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 real scary, man. It's real scary to, to, to if, if people just understood the type of team and roster we have at Purdue incoming this season and the goal is to always be the best we can be and we're gonna compete with whoever it is
0: and and I'm actually really excited about the offensive side of the football too because you Mm -hmm. talked about injuries a little bit Rondell Moore obviously out after four games and you guys got Grant Harriman's coming back on the offensive line David Bell was a breakout star offensively I mean Talk to me about that offense, man, because you guys get to go against those guys every day. How explosive should we expect this Purdue offense to be in 2020? So I
2: I I I look every day and I just and I I, I receiver room and it's just crazy the the number of dogs we have in the receiver room and it is it's just unbelievable just. But like you have Rondell Moore, David Bell, you have Ahmad Anderson, you got T.J. Sheffield, who didn't just to show his talents. We got a young Malik Carr coming in. It's another dude, Abdul. It's just when I say the talent in the wide receiver room is crazy, it is unbelievable. So I'm really expecting a lot of exciting moments from my offense this year. It really is. Mm-hmm.
0: And let me ask you for some goals now because, you know, I think it's important to set short-term, long-term goals. For Anthony Watts going into 2020, what's going to be the greatest ending to the career? Individually, team-wise, like what are some things that you want to accomplish?
2: Things I want to accomplish, I always dreamed of being an All-American. And I feel like if you're not dreaming to be an All-American, then at what point do you think your game should elevate? And so my 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 goal is to be the best defensive lineman I can, or just the best defensive lineman in the country. And I, I do a lot of keeping up with different college players in the country, and I always match my numbers to others. But it's just I've been taking a different um, approach to the game, and it's just. Not just numbers for me this year, I want to be able to play the best technique consistently this season. I want to be the best, I want to be the most consistent D lineman in the country this year. I want to be the most impactful D lineman in the country. This year. And I want to be the best defensive player on my team this year. And I know there's some big goals, but I feel like if you're not making big goals, then you're not living. So I'm gonna make them goals and I'm gonna do my best to reach them.
0: Absolutely. And I'm assuming that this might be another goal for you. And I mean, I'm a big believer in your game. Just watching the, the four games I watched from last season, I think you're definitely going to have the opportunity to play at the next level. Um, And I, I know that you're probably super excited about that. But just talk to me a little bit about what type of blessing that would be to play professional football and, and to continue that dream that I'm sure it's been probably since you were a little kid here.
2: Um, Just making it to the NFL, I feel like at that point, is bigger than me because at that point, it's just so many people that invested in supporting me, so many people that looked out for me, so many people that helped me when my family could probably not help me. And it's just it's just bigger than that. It's a community behind me. It's a neighborhood behind me. It's a city behind me. So, And the things I want to do with my platform is, is just crazy. So it's, it, it, I feel like it'll be the biggest blessing in the world. That's all I have dreamed about since I was four years old. And I think about it every day before I go to sleep. And... I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not really too big on having um, a different plan because my mom always taught me growing up to have a plan A and stick to it. Because when you think about plan B, you're thinking about failing. So I'm going to stick to this plan of making it to the league and I'm not going to forget about the people that helped me get there. And then my plan is to just give back. It's just so much I can do with that platform and just playing the game I love. And it's just, I just feel like that just can be the best. Being hearing my name called in the draft. I dream about that moment every day, and it's just something that I'm just striving for. And I pray every day that the Lord bless me to experience that. Mm-hmm.
0: And I kind of want to end it here, Anthony, with with this last little bit. You've been you've been bringing energy this whole this whole interview, man. So end me out here, man. What what should people expect from Purdue football in 2020? What, what's Anthony Watts going to bring to the field as well?
2: Uh, a whole lot of turret shit, period.
0: I love it. I love it, man. That's the perfect way to end it here. Again, Anthony Watts, defensive lineman for Purdue. Anthony, it was honestly a pleasure, man. It, you really put some energy into me in a, uh, a dreary day outside here in New Jersey. So I appreciate it so much, man. And I'm wishing you absolute best of luck.